0: from kmox sports okay boys here we go welcome to the gray bar sports open line those men swings and he hits a
1: drive he hits a slammer gray
0: bar your distributor for electrical and datacom needs here we go right, now
2: matt Pauley on america's sports
0: voice kmox all right man let's get going here here we go.
2: Here Today, gray bar sports open line we are broadcasting live at hot shots bar and grill part of the city caravan indiana vasilev is still here he is signing autographs i'll tell you what there's quite the line for him and uh, he is uh, making sure to take a few moments with absolutely everybody that's been one of the coolest things for me uh, just to see guys come in and be part uh, of this city team is the fact that Everybody I have met, everybody I've dealt with, and they've talked a lot about the culture and the fit of bringing guys in and making sure that they fit the organization. And a lot of that does have to do with the personality. And every single personality, every person you meet uh, they are. They seem to be very kind. They, I think they're very appreciative of the fan support that they are getting, and what we're seeing here at the Webster Groves uh, Hot Shots tonight is just another example of uh, how great City fans are in such a uh, short amount of time. It's been pretty uh, remarkable, the fact that we can do events like these, and this is our fourth one, and uh, hopefully we're doing things like this coming up uh, next season as well. It's been uh, really successful, so whether you're here tonight or not, if you've been at any of them, whatever it might be, uh, thanks so much to all the city fans for uh, allowing us to have events like these and for them to be uh, as successful as they have been. So again, we are at the Webster location. Uh, We'll be here broadcasting live till eight o'clock. That's about the time that Indiana is going to stop signing autographs. But uh, yeah, quite the line right there. And there's a lot of people who are uh, sticking around. And while you're here, Have a beer, have some food, uh, and certainly enjoy yourself. Monday Night football's on uh, all the TVs, so a lot to do here. Uh, Cardinals have an off day today. This hour, what we're actually going to do is uh, we're going to talk with individuals who cover the teams from the NL Central that are likely to make it into the postseason. The Brewers have already clinched a playoff berth. They are just short of clinching the division that is likely to happen uh, over the next few days when they are matched up against the Cardinals as their magic number uh, is one. Uh, But the Brewers are playoff bound. And then the Cubs, it's certainly not a guarantee at this point, but they are in relatively good position uh, when it comes to them getting into the playoffs. They have a one game lead on the Miami Marlins and the Reds are two and a half games back. I don't feel good about the Reds climbing up. It feels like Right now, the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, and the Marlins—those three teams—are essentially going for two spots, and one game separates out uh, the the three teams. The Diamondbacks and the Cubs each have an 82 and 74 record, and then uh, Skip Schumacher's Miami Marlins are one game back at 81 and 75. I've been thinking a lot about this recently because, with the way the season has gone, starting at the trade deadline where a number of players got moved. And then here recently, where a number of players have gone on the injured list, you're, you're not going to push guys who are dealing with injuries to try to return in a season like this. What's resulted is a roster. You know, A lot of times people say, oh, well, that roster looks a lot like the Memphis roster. There's something to be said for that, but the roster also... There's a lot of guys who have come in from outside the organization this year, and even if they made a stop at Memphis, they weren't there long. You think about pitchers like uh, Casey Lawrence and Jacob Barnes, guys who aren't you know, locked into the team beyond this year. And I've just been thinking to myself, what individuals who have really been only given this opportunity on this Cardinals team this year because of the circumstances of the team being bad because of the circumstances of a lot of guys going on the injured list, what players who are receiving these opportunities are players who you would think that would be given an opportunity, would open up eyes, and uh, would be able to uh, go for a job coming up next season? The only obvious one, the only obvious one at this point, is Richie Palacios, and Palacios has done enough that he's going to be in the mix now there's some people out there that are already talking about this guy maybe being a starting outfitter for the cardinals next year i don't think it's going to be that but can he do enough in spring training next year to to win a job as a fourth or fifth outfitter we saw him play a little bit of second base and he did a perfectly good job with that and he's played second base at other times uh, over his baseball journey if he can turn into somebody who can play multiple positions that can that can help out. The the jigsaw puzzle that is already the 2024 Cardinals is interesting. And I know there's a week left in this season, so maybe we shouldn't be overly worried about what the roster is going to look like for twenty twenty four. But the bottom line is uh the, the team has already turned the calendar to twenty twenty four so we can do that a little bit as well. And there's a lot of things that can change in an off season. There's going to be trades that are made. There are going to be players who are playing right now, even some core-type players, I think, who are on this team right now that might not be on the team next season, but trying to put it all together and figure out what it looks like. You know, I think about a situation like with Mason Wynn. Uh, Wynn has been incredibly impressive, incredibly impressive from a defensive side. You almost forget until watching him play the kind of impact somebody playing shortstop with the arm strength that he has, what kind of impact that can have. He essentially steals outs for you. He makes plays that shouldn't be made. But for the most part, he has not hit. Uh he's sitting there with a 175 average. Go he's getting this experience at the big league level. Now history would tell you that he's gonna break through the wall when you look at him historically as he's gone from one level to the next. More often than not, it's taken a month or so, and then his bat has really come alive. That's happened at, at all of his stops through the, through the minor leagues. You would think that there's a good chance that that is going to happen again at the big league level. We're just not really going to know about it until next season if it does happen that way. But at the same time, you're going to have to have a security blanket at shortstop. He's hitting 175 right now. If we get a month into the season next year and he's a 175 hitter, at that point it probably doesn't make sense for him to continue to be on the big league roster no matter how good he is defensively. He doesn't have to be an offensive all-star. He just has to be good enough offensively. So with his offense, with his hitting still being a question as a developing player, I think long-term he's clearly going to be a pretty good offensive player at the big league level. But because... Uh, it's still going to be a question mark going into the next season. You have to construct your roster in a way that you have protection at shortstop. The guy who's on the roster right now who provides that protection is obviously Tommy Edmund. Uh And this is where it comes back to Richie Palacios. And not that he's going to play shortstop, he's not. But the Cardinals have a lot of players with positional versatility. And that is a very good thing to have when you're looking at the roster for next season is there clearly a spot for a mason win for a tommy edmond for a brendan donovan for a richie palacios that's where the jigsaw puzzle that will be the 2024 cardinals becomes interesting because in many ways brendan donovan and tommy edmond have a very similar skill set uh donovan doesn't play shortstop really. Edmund does. Donovan's got a little bit more pop out of his bat than Edmund, but there's a lot of similarities. Is the room on the roster the way you want to construct it where you have both those guys on the roster? The answer is probably yes, but it's not an easy yes. And that's going to be the, you know, we spend so much time talking about pitching and they're going to add a ton of pitching in the offseason, but you understand where all that's going to, where all that's going to come from. I think there's more question marks on how the position player group is going to be put together for 2024. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend some time going around the NL Central for the final 45 minutes or so of this Graybar Sports Open line. Again, we are broadcasting live at Hot Shots. Up next, we are going to be joined by Kevin Holden. He is the sports director for the CBS affiliate in Milwaukee. He also serves as the Spanish-language TV voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll get his thoughts on this Brewers team that now has a magic number of one to clinch the division. Kevin Holden will join us in just a moment. We are broadcasting live at Hot Shots Bar and Grill. It is the City Caravan. We are at the Webster location on the Cleed Station Road and we're back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX.
0: you are a fighter, and Medella is your reward.
1: Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: This is the Gray Bar Sports Open line. Those mid swings and he hits a drive.
2: He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, King of OX. A bar Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. We continue to broadcast live in Webster Groves at Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill. It is the City Caravan. City SC's Indiana Vasilev is here. He is continuing to sign autographs, take pictures, uh, meet and greet with folks. And uh, if you want to stop on by, we'd love to see you out here on Laclede Station Road in Webster Groves. We're very happy to go to the Quiver River Guest Line right now and uh, welcome on. A good friend of mine, he is the uh, sports director for CBS Milwaukee. He is also the Spanish-language TV voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. He is Kevin Holden. You follow him on Twitter at 321QKevin. And I didn't even know this, today is his 14-year anniversary at CBS 58 in Milwaukee. He joins us right now here on a Graybar Sports Open Line. Kevin, great to talk to you. Congratulations on uh, 14 strong years in that market. Matt, thanks for having me, man. Yeah,
1: it, it's amazing. I, I've, uh, it's, a, it's a lot about survival at, at a certain point, and I've managed to make it through 14 years and uh, had some terrific memories here. Of course, miss you here from your time in uh, Milwaukee. It was great to catch up tonight.
2: Yeah, so as I mentioned, you are the Spanish-language uh, TV voice of the Milwaukee Brewers, and uh, this is a Brewers team. They are likely to clinch the division against the Cardinals at some point over the next few days with that magic number sitting at one they have gone on an incredible run over this last month or so. What has led to what they've been able to do here uh, in September?
1: Well, what they've what they've had all along was was pitching that could put them in the upper echelon in the National League. They the combination of Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. These three have been been really good, and they've gotten some good back end of the rotation starts from Adrian Hauser and Wade Miley, among others. But the difference in a very odd way, uh, is basically cast off veterans from from other teams. There's Josh Donaldson is playing third base for the Brewers. And at the moment, he's hitting the ball really well. This is a guy that was batting 140 for the Yankees, a guy who had more homers than all other types of hits combined. And uh, I've got to say that when he was signed by the Brewers, I didn't know if he would be a contributor here in September. But uh, whatever it is he's found, he's found it well, and that's that's helped him out a lot. I I think this team offensively needed a couple of veterans to sort of stabilize things. Carlos Santana is another acquisition from within the division. He was a pirate before the Brewers got him. I think Santana has been terrific for this team, just a steady force at first base, a good veteran guy who's been through some things. He just hit career homer number 300. I I think that's helped a a ton too. if you talk about unlikely sources, Christian Yelich has been, you know, a, a resurgent bat this year, not at his MVP level, but Josh Donaldson and Carlos Santana, if you had those two on your bingo cards, you deserved the win.
2: What can the, the change of scenery into an environment, and that's a, that's a good clubhouse group generally in Milwaukee, what can that do for veterans like that who are maybe in situations that are not as good? Yeah, I think I think in the case of someone like Santana, who's been around a lot at this
1: point in his career, I think Santana just wanted a chance to, to help a group along, a chance that, uh, to have that, that feel in the clubhouse every day that you're competing for something, that you have a chance to advance to the postseason. I think it's invigorated. Uh, that's something that he has not gotten in Pittsburgh, even though they had a good start to the year. As they faded as the summer went along, I imagine that the, the air kind of came out of that clubhouse as the summer went along. So the fact that he's had to do that has been has been really good. i, I got to be honest with you. Donaldson has only been with the Brewers for a short time, so my read isn't that great yet. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him face-to-face yet, but I, I imagine he's another one. The Yankees were a last-place team. I think they still are in that uh, American League East and it's a weird situation anybody that goes to new york isn't thinking in those situations so it's even worse if you're the yankees and you're a last place team that's a that's a tough scene that's a tough thing to be a part of on a day-to-day basis so i kind of feel like the brewers have liberated santana and donaldson from just what were bad previous situations i think that alone and the chance to, to compete for a division title here it can go on into the playoffs. I, I just think it's brought life into both those bats.
2: Not to, you know, pour cold water on the whole situation, but it still seems from afar that it is a uh, an offensive club that can all of a sudden out of nowhere just have a really hard time scoring runs. Does that offensive inconsistency worry you about this team? It does very much. And and the, the, the issue with it is
1: that consistency can, can go away in weird situations. It isn't necessarily that it's against great pitchers. Obviously, it's going to be harder to hit the great pitchers as you get to the postseason. But the Brewers, especially as young as they've been prior to these acquisitions, they are a team that's prone to tough stretches. They got swept. I didn't know this was possible in the year 2023. They got swept by the Oakland Athletics. In a three-game series, I think that's like a third of the A's wins for the year. Uh, so it's, when it happens, it is bad, and that and that is absolutely something that could still be an issue. I think from a pitching standpoint, the Brewers could hang with anybody in the National League. The offense, if it if they manage to keep the bat hot in October, they've got a chance at a run. If they don't, they could literally be out in a couple of games. So it's uh, yeah. it's a wide range for that offense.
2: You mentioned the pitching; they can run out uh, a Burns, a Woodruff, and a Peralta through their first three. And if you need a fourth starter, it's probably Wade Miley, who certainly is no slouch. So we talk about you know why to be worried, but is that the reason to be excited for for Brewers fans? Just in the sense that those pitchers can pitch, can you know steal you a win against just about any team in baseball? It's, it's an interesting thing because the Brewers
1: traditionally, in their history have had trouble finding good starting pitching really good starting pitching and especially in the numbers that they have this year i think back five years to 2018 when the brewers uh, made the playoffs they got to the nlcs they faced the dodgers and they had starters that craig council was throwing an inning or two at a time you know geo gonzalez would go out and go through the lineup one time and then they would go to the bullpen for the rest of the game well those days are are done at least for the moment Uh, with with Burns, with Woodruff, with Peralta. I think that's really good. I think the Brewers have some hope for the future uh, in their bullpen as well. They've got a young uh, right-hander, Abner Uribe, who evokes, and this is for better or for worse, there's some comparisons to Jordan Hicks in my mind. That fastball is amazing. The movement is amazing. When he loses the strike zone, he loses it completely. But when he's got it, he's he's among, I, I think, the tougher relievers to face in the game. So uh, the Brewers can can bring him to the back end. Devin Williams, of course, has been a force at the back end. It's weird. I don't think Brewers fans are used to having three aces in the rotation. I, I don't know if that's ever been like that in their history.
2: From an outside looking in perspective, how surprised are you on what happened here in St. Louis this year? Extremely. I mean, the, well, for one, if you're if if you are a fan of
1: Brewers baseball, then you know the Cardinals are always one, they're always in it, and two, they are always a problem for the Brewers. I mean, it goes back to 1982 when the Brewers were an American League team and the Cardinals beat them in a seven-game set. Like, this this has been going on for generations, right? And that Cardinals team, year after year after year, is well-constructed, well-thought-out. Superstars love to come there and play there. The additions of Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, I thought, made them basically slump proof over the course of the season, and it just hadn't been the case this year. I, I've been telling people here, and, and I'll, I'm going to admit this uh, right here live on the radio, that my wife is a, a lifelong Cardinals fan. So so we watch a lot of Cardinals baseball here in the house, and I think the downstretch is a very short downstretch. I think between the money they can spend in the offseason and the people who will want to play in St. Louis, that that is going to be a very short downstretch there because uh, the base is still there. I think the Cardinals are, are going to be right back in it probably as soon as next year
2: i i know a lot of people talk about craig counsel's future his contract is up at the end of this year there some think he'll be back with the brewers some think that he's going to take some time off watch his kids something that maybe he'll be managing the Mets next year where david stearns is going to take over as their baseball operations head do you have a gut feeling on what's going to happen with a, a guy who has proven to be one of the better managers in baseball i do have a gut feeling and it might be a surprise i think
1: Craig Council wants to step away. If it, it may not be permanent. It may be for just a year or two. But I think Council, you know, at, at home, Craig Council's son is, is uh, headed to play college baseball. He's a great uh, prospect. And, you know, the nest is empty. And Craig Council's had a wild last, well, the last few decades, but especially the last handful of years as a Brewers manager because he's been incredible. He's, he's been a guy who's managed to make the pieces fit however the pieces come to him and he's won without a good starting rotation he's won with a good starting rotation he's won with an mvp he's won with a bunch of kids and uh, i think i think craig council has been been an incredible manager for this brewer's team but it is a burnout situation uh especially if you are fighting for this 162 games a year and, and they have not had great october success no world series in this time the closest they got was 2018 and they haven't really been in that conversation since that time i know a lot of folks have talked about him joining david stearns in new york and managing the mets and that sort of thing i think i think my money if you're asking me where where craig
2: council is next year i think it's at home i think it's on his couch He is Kevin Holden. He is the sports director for CBS Milwaukee. He's also the Spanish-language TV play-by-play voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. You follow him on Twitter at 321QKevin. Kevin, appreciate you taking some time. Enjoy uh, covering a postseason club and uh, look forward to talking to you again uh, down the line. Thank you, Matt. Always great to chat. We'll, uh, We'll come down and pay you a visit sometime soon. All right, sounds good. That's Kevin Holden, who does a great job uh, in the Milwaukee uh, market doing so many uh, different things, and uh, we appreciate him taking some time. It's the Parade of Kevins. We're going to go from Kevin Holden to Kevin Wells. He is a news and sports reporter for WGN Radio in Chicago. He's also uh, a contributor to uh, CHGO Sports, a uh, group that covers all things Chicago sports. We'll talk with him about the Cubs. As the Cubs if the season ended right now? They would be a playoff team. Two teams from the NL Central would be in. Neither the Cardinals, that feels so weird, we will get his thoughts as we continue to broadcast live. We're at Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, the Webster location, Indiana Vassala from City SC here. It is the City Caravan, and we're back with more in just a moment, right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,
1: they're listening to audio.
2: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: This is the Bar Sports
0: Open Line. those swings swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. An America's
2: Sports Voice, King of OX. We are broadcasting live for another 24 minutes at Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill. We are at the Webster Groves location on the Cleed Station Road. It is part of the city caravan, Indiana Vassilev from St. Louis City SC. He is here. He is continuing to sign autographs and take pictures. People are still standing in line. It is so cool just to see uh, how many folks made their way out here to uh, Hot Shots to uh, meet Indiana Vassilev and be part of this night tonight. Uh, we are continuing on. We'll go back to the uh, Quiver River Electric uh, guest line. Uh, happy to uh, welcome on to the program, good friend of mine, Uh, he is a news and sports reporter with uh, WGN Radio he's also a contributor to uh, CHGO Sports we'll talk some uh, Cubs baseball with Kevin Wells you follow him on Twitter at Wells15 Kevin hey Kevin great to talk to you how are you
0: Matt what's going on man so great to hear your voice glad you're doing well it's been too long
2: Yeah, same for you. And uh, glad that uh, we can bring you on. I I would say Cardinals fans probably are not happy of why we're bringing you on. That's because as if the season ended right now, the Cubs would be in the playoffs. They are holding that final wildcard spot along with the Diamondbacks. Just one game up on the Marlins. How confident are you that when the regular season ends, the Cubs are going to be a playoff team?
0: If you would have asked me this question about two weeks ago, I would have said for sure. And then they went to Arizona and lost three straight and really just looked like a team that had run out of gas down the end. I mean, we've had injuries, to starting rotation. And a lot of guys in the back end of the bullpen, now, Edward Alzali and Michael Former, the setup man, have both been on the shelf here the last couple of weeks. But I would say I'm pretty confident right now that this team's going to find their legs and be able to inch their way into the postseason. They got a three-game set with the Braves coming up, and they're going to avoid the Braves' top three starters. But, listen, the offense has been sputtering. It has not been as good as it was in July and August when this team was clicking. I mean, they had Marcus Stroman and Justin Steele, both top end of the rotation guys in the start uh, you know, for the National League, and both guys were all-stars this year. And then Stroman got hurt, and the wheels kind of fell off. Bellinger kind of cooled off a little bit from his you know, MVP months of – july and august but it's not going to be an easy finish and then they finish with the brewers who aren't going to let them go easy they never they never do so i would say they're going to sneak in but they don't have many of the tiebreakers so they're going to have to win four out of six here to find themselves in october baseball
2: right now it's the diamondbacks the cubs and the marlins who are separated by one game we're going to leave the reds out of this for now i don't think they're going to find their way in so those three teams i mentioned are competing for two spots who are the two that you think end up uh, in the postseason, the Cubs and who else? Well,
0: I mean, the Phillies definitely have that top spot lined up. The Marlins have been pretty decent this year. They might get a boost if they get Alcantara Al- Al- back. You know, we kind of heard rumbles of him doing some rehabs and things like that. I think the Diamondbacks are good enough to make it, just from what I saw the weekend series. I, 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 you know, I haven't seen a ton of them play uh, this year, hand up for that, but I've seen the Games when they came to Wrigley, I covered a couple of those games, and then saw the last weekend series. And listen, man, Corbin Carroll's—he's a, a stud. I mean, he's a guy that can put your entire offense on your back and win you a couple games. And they got a couple starting pitchers that can carry. You. I think it'll be the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. I don't know who's going to get what spot. The Cubs could find their way into that second role, and then you know, be matched up with in the Braves bracket or versus instead of playing Milwaukee in the first round of the wild card. So. It's, it'll probably be those two teams. I don't see a way. Miami's just kind of been sputting along a little bit here, too. So those two teams really stick out to me. I think Arizona's got, you know, the harder strength of schedule, too. They've, they've played really well against some really good teams this year. They play in a tough division. So And, you know, they got a great player in Corbin Carroll who has really backpacked them here the second half of the season.
2: Justin Steele was having a Cy Young worthy season and not that he's not anymore, but his last couple starts have certainly been startling. Where he's given up six runs each time, including six runs in three innings uh, against Pittsburgh. He's lost uh, his last three games, although three starts ago against Arizona, he pitched pretty well. Uh, it just ended up being a low-scoring game. Are you concerned about where Steele is at, and h- how does that impact a team where it feels like for this team to have any shot to win a postseason series, they got to get a win from Justin Steele?
0: No, no question about it. I mean, I'm, this is where most of. Cubs fans are concerned right now anybody who's watched a lot of these games this year this is where the most concern is at the moment because without Justin Steele you're right this Cubs team stands no chance of winning a playoff game let alone maybe not even getting in here we'll get one more start out of him but Justin Steele was you know 20 quality starts this year he's top 5 in ERA in baseball he was first until these last couple of starts but he's never pitched this much in his career Matt I mean this is This is a guy who was, they were trying to figure out last year if he's a bullpen piece or if he's a starter, and he just came out and, you know, just absolutely blew everybody's expectations away this year. Homegrown talent that became a full-grown ace, and now we're starting to wonder, did he run out of gas? And it certainly seems that that's kind of the path he's been going on these last couple of games. I don't want to say I don't believe that he can't rebound here but it's not going to be easy again it's he's a young kid who's never you know he's never pitched in a playoff game before and if he's struggling against teams like the pirates you know that's never really a good sign towards the end of the year but you know who knows give him a couple days to rest and hear not maybe they'll skip a start if they don't need him a lot of things can happen here but certainly very concerned about where he's at especially against the quality of opponents that he's given up a lot of runs to over the last couple of weeks
2: Kevin Wallace from WGN Radio is continuing to join us. We're talking through the NL Central, talking about the Cubs right now. uh, are they kind of a year ahead of where maybe they expect Uh, I actually, my preseason prediction was Cubs in second place and I was Cardinals first, Brewers third so I I was wrong on a lot of stuff but I thought the Cubs were going to be a little bit better than the prognosticators said this year and they kind of played out that way but if you take a step back is this kind of success maybe a year ahead of what they were planning for? Well,
0: it feels that way because the start of the season, you know, they had some bad signings. Trey Mancini, Tucker Barnhart, Eric Hosmer, those three were guys that they kind of brought on to fill roster spots and maybe be depth pieces. But because of the progress of the minor leagues and their prospects that have really come come along really strong, Alexander Canario and Crow Armstrong and Jordan Wicks and a lot of these younger arms, they were able to cut ties with those veterans who just were not providing you any sort of... Quality at bats, or really anything of substance on the baseball diamond, uh, for the majority of the time that they were here, and I think that that just goes to show that a lot of these guys in the minor leagues have progressed at maybe, yeah, maybe a year ahead of schedule. That I think a lot of fans were hoping to see some of the guys we're seeing now, but I don't think many of us were expecting to see Pete Crow Armstrong coming in in clutch situations that that you know the top overall prospect that they have come in and really need to provide a spark for the team in september i think a lot of people almost would have said yeah bring them up let them have some reps and things like that bring jordan wicks up let them have some starts to get them ready for next year but these guys have been thrown in the fire and it is almost feels like it's ahead of schedule and they're playing with a little house money right now but listen they got a good team cody bellinger and marcus stroman are question marks for next year you got to Play with what you got, and you got to go for it now because you know you never know where those two could end up. Mark Stroman could opt in, but you know you might lose Cody Bellinger, who's been far none your best player this season.
2: Yeah, so those two guys, the next two guys, I wanted to ask you about because even a day before the trade deadline, there was talk about maybe those guys could get moved, and the Cubs, uh, from an organization, I think, made a statement to that clubhouse that there was some belief in that group, and that belief was not trading Stroman, not trading Bellinger. How much did that mean to that group that those two guys were able to stick around?
0: I think it meant a ton to the belief in the locker room, and I think it meant, aside from the numbers, you know, the Cubs had a really, they still are, you know, have a plus 100 run differential, third best in the National League. Aside from the numbers and their expected win percentage and things like that that showed that they were a better team than their record showed them, early on near the deadline, aside from those things, I think it was Dansby Swanson that really pushed the envelope in Jed Hoyer's direction and said, listen, this team's good. I've been on winning teams. I'm a World Series champion. I'm a gold glove player. You signed me to change the narrative here. These guys are good. Let's keep them and let's go for it. They did, They earned that right. They had such a great month of July that trading Cody Bellinger would have been a sign to the fan base. Like, hey, we, you know, this is not... It would have been just a completely demoralized thing after two straight years of losing seasons and losing your entire core and things like that back in 2021. So not only did it, you know, rejuvenate the fan base, but the locker room, I, I can't even imagine how some of those guys felt after two straight years of selling a third straight year in a big market. Wouldn't have looked good on, on, on Jed's record, and I, he made the right call. They're in it right to the end, right where they thought they would be. Certainly a lot of, you know, stress. Going down, the, going down the wire here, but I think that keeping Bellinger and keeping him in your corner in September is important because now potentially that could mean hey, we can have side conversations about your next contract. We, he's still in-house. You haven't let him go and see what else is out there for him. He's got a great relationship with Dustin Kelly, the Cubs hitting coach, so keeping him around is almost better for the long-term future, whether or not you think they're going to keep him. But, yeah, they made the right call keeping these guys. Stroman went on the shelf with an injury, but, you know, trading him would have been throwing up the white flag prematurely.
2: Last thing for you, we're talking with uh, Kevin Walls, covers the Cubs for uh, WG and Radio, also uh, CHGO Sports. Uh, there was a point early on in the season where the Cubs literally looked like one of the worst teams in baseball, and there was a lot of talk about does David Ross have a future in this organization? And it seems like he was able to steady the ship and obviously lead them to this point. Can you speak to the job that Ross has done as the manager this year?
0: David Ross has done a good job with what he's been handed. I think that early on in the year, some of those guys that I mentioned, you know, Jed gave two year deals to Tucker Barnhart and Trey Mancini. Those guys didn't make it more than two and a half months with this ball club because they were just not producing. I mean, they were holes in the lineup, and there would be some points where they would be forced to play. You know, they didn't have another catcher on the roster, so you'd be playing Tucker Barnhart to give John Gomes a day off, and you'd have him in there with Eric Hosmer, who, you know, quite frankly, was really struggling himself. And I think once he was allowed to get some guys up from the minor leagues, once they – once they – cut trim the fat almost in a way that freed his hands a little bit hey i don't have to play these guys i don't have to find roles for them i can focus on these guys who are really going to help us out now and i think he's done a really good job with the with getting guys in and getting guys you know playing time the other thing i will say that i think he struggled with is a little bit of lineup construction batting say a suzuki six is a mistake He's your best hitter. He's been great these last couple of weeks, batting him down in the lineup. Batting Cody Bellinger fourth, I see the argument for it. You want him to score runs, but most on most teams, your best hitter hits second. So I think a lot of lineup construction things could come to hurt them in October, but I think overall his management of the lineup and, you know, his bullpen has been pretty good. His hands have been tied with the bullpen. Everybody's been hurt, I mean, you know, as is, you know, a lot of teams are dealing with injuries this time of year, but some of his most key guys have been on, you know, the IL for a month and you're forced to run some guys' arms into the ground. We're really going to find out what David Ross is as a manager if they make it in October. He's managed two playoff games back in 2020. It was the COVID-shortened season. They got swept by the Marlins in that wild card round. But this will be an actual playoff series if he gets in there. And we'll find out the type of manager he is and if he's the type that can bring another World Series to Chicago. Right now the, the jury's out on that one, but I think he's done a good enough job to earn another year as the manager next season so we'll, we'll, we'll go from there
2: he is kevin wells part of the team at wgn radio and also chgo sports kevin 99.9 percent of the people listening to this interview wish you were not covering a postseason run this year but nonetheless uh enjoy that if the cubs do get that far and uh, thanks so much for taking some time with us today
0: yeah, absolutely, uh, pleasure. And we were just as surprised that the you know the Cardinals struggled as much this year. You guys will be back. I, I have no yeah. doubt. It's a it's a it's a program based on winning down there. So we're looking forward to the next competitive Cardinals team. And uh, Matt, so great to talk to you, man. This was great. I uh, love catching up with you. So anytime, man, give me a call whenever you need.
2: All right, sounds great. Appreciate it. That's Kevin Wells from uh, Chicago, WGN, and CHGO Sports joining us. One more break. We're live at Hotshots Bar and Grill, and uh, we'll come back and wrap up the program in just a moment. It's the Gray Bar Sports Open line on KMOX. This is the
0: Gray Bar Sports Open line. Those bit swings, and he hits a drive.
2: He hits a slammer on
0: America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
2: Just a couple minutes left in the program. We are broadcasting live at Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, the Webster Groves location on the Station Road. Uh, Big kudos to Indiana Vesela from uh, St. Louis City SC. He signed every single autograph. Tons of people stood in line and uh, not just signing autographs, but I was looking over there, man. He was talking with people, uh, just making cool memories. And that's been something as we wrap up the City Caravan. This is our fourth and final edition of uh, the City Caravan. And we have been from one hot shots to another. Uh, It has been so much fun. Uh, to meet these guys, to get to know them, but also see them interacting uh, with the fans and just seeing the appreciation uh, going in both directions. Really, really cool. Uh, and I'm so appreciative of that. Uh, I do want to say a big thanks to Hot Shots, they have, not just for tonight, but uh, for having us out for all of these City Caravan event events. Also, uh, of Ultra has been a big uh, presenter in this as well. And, uh, yeah, the, in the first year of City SC, putting a program like this together and getting it to work and getting all the fans to come out, it's a really cool deal. So uh, my appreciation to, uh, to everybody who's uh, been involved with it. In terms of baseball, Tomorrow the Cardinals open up their final road series of the year. They are in Milwaukee. They are going to match up against the first-place Brewers. The Brewers have a magic number of one, so the Brewers are likely to celebrate a divisional championship against St. Louis. They could, The Cardinals could win all the games, but if the uh, Cubs lose a game, then the Brewers would be celebrating. Zach Thompson is going to be on the mound tomorrow, a 6.40 first pitch. That means our coverage tomorrow begins at 5.45, and I'll be talking to you then for Ameren Total Access. Thanks to Kyle Sixta back at the station for doing a great job on uh these remotes are a little bit challenging so he does a fantastic job and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.